0: Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Today I am recording this from a hotel room in Barcelona, Spain, where I am for the week. And I was inspired to record this episode as a little bit of a response to the last episode, which was a conversation that I had with Sarah Adyinka-Scold, who is a doctoral student at the University of Pennsylvania, and she is researching the challenges of college educated women in digital dating and particularly the extra challenges faced by women of color and in particular, the extra, extra challenges faced by black women in in dating, in digital dating. And I love that episode and if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to do so and I love that conversation. However, it's also a little depressing And if you are a single college-educated woman and you listen to that episode, you might leave it feeling like, oh God, it is as bad as I thought it was, and maybe it's even worse. And I, while those challenges are incredibly real, and I've experienced them firsthand myself because I have been a single-educated woman dating online, so I know what that is like, um, I still there is hope. And I wanted to record this episode to give you, so if if you are in that category, but even if you're not, but I wanted to give you some tools to make you feel a little bit more empowered and to deal with some of these challenges, these very real challenges. So I guess the first thing that I would say is that for many people today, dating has become synonymous with dating apps and online dating. And I want to just encourage you, whether you are you know, no matter your gender, your sexual orientation or anything else, we were very focused on straight women in the last episode, but this applies to everyone. Every single time you leave your house, you have the potential to meet someone special. Think about it. Every single time, I don't care if you're going to the gas station, you're on the subway, you're at the supermarket, you're you know, on an in an event, walking down the street, there are other humans around you and you never know who you're going to cross paths with. Serendipity is a real thing. It happens all the time. And just adopting that as your mindset and then being intentional about, okay, I want to make sure that I am keeping my eyes open and I'm doing everything that I can to make that more likely, like that serendipity, those serendipitous meetings to happen. The more that you can do that, the better off you are. So, my first challenge for you today is just to adopt that mindset. Um, And I should also say that I'm not down on dating apps, I'm not down on online dating. It's an amazing tool, but it is a tool. It's a tool like any other tool. And, you know, if you had a hammer and you were trying to screw in. Uh, i don't know whatever needs to be screwed in i don't know why i went with the with the tool metaphor because i'm not really know that much about tools but you know what i'm saying if you need if you have a hammer you need a screwdriver you can keep trying with the hammer over and over and over again but you know it's it's you're not going to get the results you want so if you are using online dating and it's not working for you Yes, there are things that you can probably be doing better. Most people are not great at online dating. So for everything from your profile to your strategy online, to the messages that you're sending, your ability to get those messages offline and you know, really turn those connections into dates. Those are skills that everyone needs if you're dating online. And A lot of people don't really have those skills. 63% of people who use dating apps never go on a single date. So 63% of the people who are on those apps are never going to go on a date, at least they haven't up until now. So when you think about that, you realize, wow, there are all these millions of people using these apps, but most people are not using them effectively. So then you add on top of that the challenges of being a college-educated woman. You add on the challenges of being a woman of color, then it's like, oh, okay, now something has got to give here. So if you're continuing to use dating apps as your only outlet for meeting people and it's not working for you, then it's time to try some different strategies. So every time I say this to everyone, I don't care, you know, your gender, your sexual orientation, your ethnicity, if you don't like online dating or it's not working for you, after you take a look and see, you know, how you can do better online, but beyond that, even if you are able to do better online, really, really, really push yourself to start meeting people in real life. It can still happen. It happens every single day. So the main thing that I want to talk about today is flirting, because I always say to people, if you don't like online dating, get better at flirting. Uh, If you are listening to this and you think, I never meet people organically. I never, you know, just, I, I don't understand how people just go out to an event or walk down the street or go to a you know, go to an airport and they wind up meeting somebody that they end up dating, that's never happened to me. That's never happened to you. Or if it hasn't happened since maybe you were in school, just know that if you get better at flirting, that will start to happen to you. I'm not saying it's going to happen every single day. I'm not saying that you're going to meet Prince Charming every time you go to, you know, fill up your, your tank. But it can happen, and it doesn't need to happen every day. You're only looking for one person. Presumably, you're only looking for one person. Well, at least one person at a time. Well, presumably. <laughs> and if you're not, then, you know, hey, it's that, that works too. Whatever consenting adults want to do is fine by me. So here is my my approach to, to flirting and the way that I really want you to think about it, especially if this is something that is challenging for you. And if you put yourself in the category of, well, I can flirt if I've had a few drinks, I can flirt if I'm, you know, surrounded by people that I know, then that's great that you can do that. But I want you to get to a place, I want everyone to get to a place where it doesn't take a few drinks for you to be able to flirt. It doesn't take particular settings where for you to be able to flirt where you can actually just, this is a skill that you have and you can use it as often as you need to use it whenever you want. You could use it every single day. So there are lots of different styles of flirting. You can be very attentive. You can be touchy-feely. You can be complimentary. You can be teasing. You can be formal, right? Like that kind of chivalrous, like, oh, may I open the door for you and pull out your chair? Those are all styles of flirting. They have different levels of effectiveness and they have different levels of appropriateness, right, at different stages. So I'm really focused on this early the early flirting, right? When you're, when you are putting yourself in a position where you're making that, that connection more likely to just to spark in the first place. So I'm talking about when you're out in the, in the world, living your life and also first dates too, um, because that's also a time for you to really turn on that flirting muscle and see what kind of connection you can spark with the other person. So there are lots of different styles, but the primary foundational way that I approach flirting is to make another person feel seen, special, and acknowledged. As humans, we all want to be we all want to be seen and feel special and feel acknowledged. That's the basic human desire. So, there's really no downside to making another person feel that way. So, that is one thing just to kind of give you that framework and a little bit of a different way to approach flirting than you probably have in the past. I know that I used to think that flirting was being like super, you know, uh, like sexy and lots of sexual innuendo and, you know, touchy feely. And that was never my vibe, especially when I was younger, especially when I really didn't have confidence with men and That and the idea of Putting that out there in that way was so, so not appealing to me. And I really shied away from the concept of even or the idea that I could even flirt for a long time because I was like, oh, well, that's, I thought it was like Blanche Devereaux from the Golden Girls. And If you don't know who Blanche Devereaux is, I'm sorry that you don't know, but you're welcome that you do now. Please go to Google and look her up from the Golden Girls, one of the best TV characters of all time. Um, But Blanche, she was a Southern belle and she was super sassy and she had more confidence than anyone in the world. And she made it her job to flirt with basically every man she ever came into contact with. And it was a running gag on the show. And I grew up watching that show. And I actually really admired Blanche, but I was like, I could never do that. But you don't have to be Blanche Devereaux. Um And it's, you know, if you want to be Blanche Devereaux, go for it. But You, there's a lot of stages of this. Okay, so in these early these early interactions, what does that look like? What does making another person feel seen, special, and acknowledged actually look like? So the first thing, the very, very, very foundation of all flirting, and if there's anything that you take away from this podcast, I hope that it's this. It's eye contact. It's really simple, it's very basic, but it's foundational and it's so important and pay attention, check in with yourself, be honest. How good are you? So if you are a straight single woman listening to this right now, how good are you at making eye contact with, with men that you do not know? If you're out in public and you and a man catch eyes with each other, what is your response to that? For me, that my response used to be to look the other way immediately. It felt incredibly vulnerable. It felt very scary. It felt like, oh, my God, you know, my, my fear of rejection was triggered just by something that small and that basic. So I understand that this is a, is a real challenging area for a lot of people because, trust me, it used to be for me as well. So just think about that. If, I, if I'm out in public and I see somebody who is of the gender that I am interested in, what is my response to that, right? What do I do? a lot of times people will say to me, "Oh, where should I go to meet men or where do I should I go to a bar? Should I go here, you know, should I go to steak restaurants and eat dinner at the at the bar by myself and wear a red dress?" I mean, there are people out there who give that kind of advice and there's nothing wrong with that advice inherently, but I am far more concerned with what you do when you're in those situations than where you go because like I said, every time you leave your house, you have the potential to meet someone special. So This is about meeting someone special wherever you go. So the foundation of that is eye contact. And if this is something that you're uncomfortable with, and most people are, that's fine. But it's something that you can practice. It's a skill like any other, so you can get better at it. So the very first thing that I would challenge you to do is to start practicing your eye contact with everyone, especially with strangers as you're going about your day. When you're going to order that latte, look the barista in the eye when you place your order. Ask them how their day is and genuinely listen for the answer. Let that person in that moment feel seen and special acknowledged. I don't care what their gender is. I don't care what their sexual orientation is. I don't care what their age is. This is just about you practicing. Okay, so practice, 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 practice that eye contact. You need to just strengthen the muscle and desensitize yourself from it a little bit because eye contact is, it is intimate and that's why it does feel scary, but It's a moment in time where you really have an opportunity to, like I said, make another person feel seen and special and acknowledged. And frankly, the vulnerability that it requires to get into a relationship is you need that vulnerability, and this is a way to start to exercise that muscle. So if you tell me that you are too afraid to make eye contact with and potentially flirt with a stranger, that tells me that you are probably not ready for the relationship that you are wanting because it's going to take a lot more vulnerability to really open yourself up to another person and to go there and to be able to stay in that really intimate and connected place. So this is a very good warm up. This is a skill that you're going to need. You're going to need it, the, the skill of vulnerability and the skills of flirting. These are skills that you are going to need for the rest of your life. I don't care if you meet your perfect person tomorrow, you're still going to have to work on being more vulnerable and if you want that relationship to succeed, you're going to have to continually find ways to make your partner feel seen and special and acknowledged, right? So that's what I was saying before about different types of flirting being appropriate at different stages of the relationship. You're not necessarily going to walk up to a man in a supermarket and like start, you know, rubbing his arm unless you're looking for something very specific and also make sure that, you know, he's open to that, um, make eye contact first, right? Like, is there an invitation? (laughs) Um, but I'm not, I'm not advocating that you go and start touching strangers. It's not necessary to touch strangers, but it is necessary to make that eye contact. So when you're in a relationship, that's when the different types of, or once you're dating, that's when the different types of flirting, you know, all these different styles can really be, Tools in your toolbox to use at different times, but again, this is a foundation. So, practicing that eye contact. Now, when it comes, a lot of times, um, you know, and I'm very, I, I always default to this very heteronormative dynamic because this is who I work with and this is what I am, so I don't mean to exclude anybody, so just that's a little disclaimer because I'm gonna keep coming, returning to that. Um, but a lot of women will say to me when I talk to them about flirting and about eye contact, they're like, well, But if I, you know, if I look at a man and I smile at a man, you know, I don't even know, like, what if he's single? What if he's married? What if he, you know, what if he's not single? What if he's married? What if he has a girlfriend? I'm like, well, then he, what what have you done? You have looked at him and you've smiled. Did you say like, hey, want to hook up? Did you say, I'm not wearing any panties? Did you say, here's my number, call me sometime? No, you looked him in the eye and you smiled at him. At the very least, you made him feel seen and special and acknowledged in that moment. And even if nothing comes from it, even if that's the only time you're ever going to see that person, even if they don't smile back, it's okay. You still did your part, right? You still co-created the kind of, you still put yourself out there to co-create the kind of connection that you're looking for. So don't take the time to figure out, oh, is he married? Is he gay? Is he single? Is he? It's like, just smile at people. Again, we're serendipity here. So the more you do this, the more you get in the habit of doing this. It's not always going to go anywhere, but it is still a useful exercise regardless. Okay, so the eye contact is a primary thing. Smiling, also major, right? You don't want to just stare at people and just stare. It's like, why is that person staring at me? So give that smile Paul Brunson once told me, your smile is your secret weapon. And I was like, yes, I love that. It is. It really, really is. It can be so inviting and it can make someone's day. And if that's the only thing that you do, that's the only outcome is that you get to practice and that you make someone else's day. Why is that a bad thing? It just isn't. So a more advanced move in some of these situations, especially as you're just kind of going about your day, if you're on like a train or a bus or walking down a street or something like that, where you really only have... You know, a moment or two to even make a connection with someone. If you see a person who looks interesting and maybe they're not even paying attention, they could be looking down on their phone, they could be, you know, just not even noticing you yet, sometimes it is gonna be necessary to say, hey, how you doing? Or whatever. It actually doesn't matter what you say as long as you say something. Um, As my friend Amy Van Doren likes to say, it's really, it's just more important to give that person an opportunity to notice you, to notice that you're friendly, to notice that you're engaging. And if that person is interested and available, then chances are they're going to respond to that positively. And if they don't respond positively, by the way, don't take it personally. You have no idea. Sometimes, because I smile at people all the time, sometimes people look at me like confused. Like, do I know you? Like, why are you smiling at me? And that's fine. I'm like, oh, all right, that person just isn't a very friendly person, or I caught them off guard, or they're distracted, or whatever. You don't have to tell yourself a whole story about what it means, that you smile at someone and they don't smile back. So sometimes it's going to be necessary to say hello um, for you straight women out there. Men love receiving compliments, and they very rarely receive them unsolicited, so if you see a guy and the only you know you only have a moment you could always say you know nice hat nice shoes nice watch whatever again doesn't matter what you say as long as you say something oh how's that book that he's holding or whatever it's just a conversation starter if the person is available and they are interested and you say hey nice hat and and you say it without Without attachment to the outcome, right? So this is what it's about, like just desensitizing yourself. If this feels weighty, if this feels heavy, if this feels hard, the more you do it, it, the easier it becomes. It starts to become second nature. So if you say to someone, hey, nice hat, and you're just like about to go keep going on your day, you're not standing there like, hi, nice hat. Are you single? My name's Francesca. I think you're cute. No, just like, hi, nice hat. And the guy will say, oh, thank you. And I've challenged so many women to do this, by the way. And it's fantastic because sometimes when they, you know, they say to a strange guy, they give him a compliment and they're starting to walk away or they do walk away. And the guy is like, wait, who are you? Where are you going? Right. They're so psyched. They get so excited for about this kind of stuff. So eye contact, smiling, and sometimes, you know, saying that hello, giving that compliment. Um, Now for you straight men who might be listening to this, if you're going to give a woman a compliment, I would just recommend that you make it, if you can, non, um, not about her looks. And if it is about her looks, make it something unique. So don't say, hi, hi, beautiful. Hi, sexy. We've heard that a million times. It generally comes off as creepy um, a lot of women will just feel uncomfortable if you're leading with that, right? So we want you to think that we're beautiful and all of that stuff, but we don't want you to say that as the first thing because then it's like, oh, well, you know. And there are some women, you know, obviously I'm generalizing here, but in general, it's just to, be, to stand out a little bit more. If you are a man approaching a woman, just know that women, even women who aren't necessarily meeting guys that they're dating – Every woman knows the experience of walking by a man and having being like, hey, sexy, hey, beautiful. And most women don't enjoy it. I know I personally am like, ugh. <laughs> um, but if someone just says, hi, or I love that dress, then I'm like, oh, thank you. That feels like a compliment. It doesn't feel like you're trying to get something out of me or something like that. Oh, no. It's a, little, it's a this is a feel thing, right? So you're really going to have to judge in the moment. And again, this is why you're practicing, you're practicing, you're practicing. Um, but giving a compliment about something a little bit different, even if it's physical, um, which it is cause you don't know anything else about them, but it's like nice earrings or like, Oh, I love that necklace or, Oh, wow. You're, you know, like, that's a great haircut. I don't know, whatever. Right. Um, I get compliments cause I have a shaved head and I always get compliments on my haircut or like, Oh, you know, you know, you look great with that haircut or something like that. It's like, Thank you. I, I appreciate that a lot more than I appreciate "Hey sexy." Like, hey, I've had enough "Hey sexies" to last me a lifetime. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's the foundation. And so this is what I'm talking about. Again, these are these you know very brief moments that you have to connect with someone. Just to go a little bit into what would happen if you're actually having a conversation, if you're actually on a first date, then it's really about being attentive, right? Really paying attention. Um, going, you know, asking questions. So thinking about like, how do I ask questions that that really are engaging and tell me something about the other person and show them that I actually care about who they are and what they're thinking about. So I love questions like, you know, hey, if you and this is and this is more of a first date question. This is a little bit random to walk up to a stranger and say this, though if you did, you certainly would be memorable and you never know. It could land very well with the right person. Um, but I like to ask questions in conversation like, "Oh, you know, if you could do anything and get paid 10 million dollars a year to do it, what would it be?" And you ask someone a question like that and you just see them like dream. First of all, they're like, ooh, that's an interesting question. And then they get to dream about, ooh, if I could do anything. And you get to learn something about them, about what they really care about. So thinking thinking along those lines, how can I go a little bit deeper than like, hi, how are you? So what kind of work do you do? Like that's a pretty uninspiring question. Um, And it's so easy if you're going on a first date to just sit there and basically talk about your jobs and where you went to school the whole time and where you live. And then it's like, oh, there was no chemistry. Like, yeah, you had the most uninteresting conversation ever. Right. So, you know, even if you're going to ask somebody if they're talking about their job, say like, well, tell me, what do you love about what you do? And if there's nothing they love about what they do, then, okay, then you get to ask them the question, well, what would you do if you could do anything and get paid $10 million a year to do it, right? So, you know, asking the why, asking questions that are really showing that you care about how somebody thinks or their values, those are really engaging questions. And that's flirting. Attentiveness is a style of flirting, it's my it's my um, favorite style of flirting actually, because if you're really leaning in and you're making that eye contact and you're really engaging with people, it just feels good. It feels good. It feels good to be there on the receiving end of that. We all are drawn to people who make us feel special and seen and acknowledged. And you know, the person who's the most charming person in the room is not the person who's talking about themselves. It's the person who's interested in you. like rather than trying to be interesting to other people, the more that you can be interested in what other people have to say and who they are and what they care about, the more people are going to be drawn to you. So, that is an overview of flirting. And again, this is all um, this is this is advice for everyone, but particularly if you are a college-educated woman or you're any person who's not getting a lot of traction online, just know that all hope is not lost. Dating does not equal online dating, okay? Online dating is one tool to help you meet people so you can actually go on dates, but there's also an opportunity every single time you leave your house to meet someone special, if you are open to it, if you are prepared to capitalize on those opportunities and really embracing this possibility, embracing serendipity, embracing this mindset is so, 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 so game-changing, I promise you. Okay. (laughs) Whenever I do these solo episodes, I always feel like I just kind of rant. And then I'm, at the end, I'm like, oh, huh, I should take a breath. All right. So I hope that this is helpful. And just know, again, another thing um, that I wanted to say and here is that regardless of the odds, regardless of your demographics, regardless of what the data says, regardless of how challenging it might be for your particular demographic you know in dating and online dating just know that you really 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 can transcend all of that and it only takes one person and i truly 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 believe that a loving relationship is possible for everyone i don't care who you are i don't care what you look like i don't care where you live and if it requires you being a little bit more creative it requires you being a little bit more bold if it requires you having a different mindset and and developing a different set of tools, then that's okay. That's It's worth it. Lord knows I have been there and I've done all of those things, right? I had to, I realized like I am not good at this. I don't know how to date. I don't know how to flirt. I don't know how to connect with guys in a romantic way. So I need to learn. And I pushed myself to learn. I had to figure a lot of this stuff out on my own. So look for mentors, look for resources. There are lots of them out there. Obviously they're coaches like me. There's lots of, um, but you know, there's, there's lots, there's books, there's videos. I mean, not, they're not all great, but There are resources out there. Look at your friends who don't have any trouble with dating and with flirting. What are they doing differently? Become really curious about how you can be better at something that it feels hard for you. And the more that you can embrace the curiosity, the more that you can start to see those opportunities and see the possibility. And it feels less demoralizing because you start to get different results. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and to rate and to review it. And for those of you who have done that, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I don't take for granted that your time is precious and I appreciate that you have spent a bit of your time with me today, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much. Sending lots of love from Barcelona to you wherever you are. Have a great day. Goodbye.